Hello, hello, and welcome to this, the latest edition of the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast, brought to you as always by MGA and 121 Media. Before we get into the particulars, do make sure, as always, we are doing this lately to subscribe and leave a review. It's been very good lately. We've enjoyed quite a few good reviews on the... Uh, I think on Spotify, you can only just give a star rating, but um, on Apple, you can actually leave a review, which is great. So... Um, that does help us, and we do appreciate it. Today's, uh, or this week's shout-outs go out to Cotters13, who wrote, I love the podcast. I do a 700-kilometre round trip uh, as a courier, and then I switch this on at about 2.30 in the morning to get me up and about. Love it, Cotters. Thank you very much. And David Redbear, who writes everything... <coughs> uh, sorry, entertaining footy chat with some TV, movie, and music references. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Again, thank you. Do you get royalties for that? Too? Very, very much, David. Very, very much appreciated. We really do like it. So if you do get in touch or leave a review, uh, that's great. Let us know. We'll give you a shout out. Um, you just heard him in the background there. Uh, he is now uh, a jurist doctor. He's filing a writ against David uh, for copyright infringement. Uh, Dr. Tim Davis, Timbo Slice, how are we? I'm very well, thanks, Sean. Excellent. Uh, okay, that's very good. What did you make of yesterday? Just briefly, don't don't go with all your gold. Don't go with all your big material just yet. No, no, I won't. I, geez, it was it was a grind. It was you saw so much, and then when we needed to really show something, we kind of we kind of did enough, and then we kind of didn't. And that the skill on that opposition side, you give them half a chance. And, and they can hurt you, and you just sort of thought, please don't let this be happening. And uh, we won one. We wouldn't have won a couple of times in the last few years, but um, you take it and you go 3-0. and But there's a little bit of... I think there's a little bit of resetting of expectations and how good are we and where we could be. And it might be the worst game we play all year and, and everything else might be good afterwards. But, yeah, I'm... Concerned. We're gonna gonna go on about this later, but the point is the point is well made. But we're gonna talk about. But we are three and zero. Whether we need to be better than that expectation at this point in time, uh, Tim. Now earlier today, we were gonna record at mine at one point for a hot minute there, and then well, the great Richie Benno said it best all those years ago, and he's done it. The king of spin spun us to MGA as he always manages to. He was meant to be down in Geelong. Doesn't look like it to me. In, How in are you, Father Ganoush? <laughs> Work takes priority overall, Sean. Family <laughs> takes priority overall, doesn't it? Whatever gets us recording here <laughs> takes priority. No, I did say to you quite clearly, Timbo, you had the option of a two-hander. Mate, I really thought... But I, you I, know, I, I honestly but you know, thought long and hard about just dealing you out. I just thought... I'm happy. I'm happy to walk. Good. Put a pole up. Are you happy to be shoved out the door? (laughs) Good luck trying to get me on the record next week. Okay. Without an apology. Guess like it'll be you and me, Timbo, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, no. He doesn't want me. Doesn't want me. Oh, we we love you, Fab. No. No. We we made it happen. We love MGA. No, no, you're done. No. (laughs) You're done. I don't. Sean doesn't like to leave his bedroom. After the <laughs> says the man, we've been over this. This is not. This is. I work. This is part of. You're joke. just at home. This is part of joke and part quite serious as well, Tim. <laughs> how would you, on a scale of one to ten, what? How would you rate Fab's preparedness to leave this office? The fact that he's even standing at the moment, he's he's moved one foot to the right. The fact that he's even doing that is extraordinary. This is growth. On a scale of one to ten, his preparedness 
to leave the office and more than that, his willingness to make up whatever fucking excuse he needs to to get us here, I reckon it's nine. Pretty high. <laughs> this is a central location. We've been over this. Not really. Yeah, it's half an hour from my house, 20 minutes from yours and 15 from Tim's. But neither of us are here when, when the travelling is to be done. Okay, so when we record on a Sunday, it's always here then. Not always. Why? Why should I have to travel an hour when you can all we can all travel? Why should Tim and I have minutes? to travel every week? Because <laughs> I travel every week too. <laughs> but you're already here. Nah, doesn't work that way. No, clearly not. Timbo, would you? I reckon you're going to be generous. I reckon you're going to say it's about a seven. I think it's a very soft seven. He <laughs> statistically, MGA is the home ground. It, it was quite, it quite was convenient often. for you when you were coming from. I was going to say coming yeah, from St Kilda Road, it and worked. when he was working at Melbourne Victory, it was pretty convenient for him too. Not but really. he got the ass from there, no, and you and you you've decided to just inconvenient. stay at home for two years. Uh-oh. So <laughs> it was just my call, was it? <laughs> I don't know about you, Timbo, but uh, getting on Punt Road at five ten every Thursday nights doesn't sound ultra convenient to me. And riding it right to the very fucking end, Clifton Hill. <laughs> You ain't great. You didn't, you didn't have to start at five. Didn't have to start at five thirty. You could have come whenever you wanted. What time was I going to leave to get? Why well, do you reckon this was further away? You would have got to Warrandyte quicker than you would have got to Preston. Uh, once I got on the freeway, potentially yes. You are a moron. <laughs> you are a complete moron. I like it how you're trying to paint me as the inconsiderate, inconvenient you are. one. You're, no, 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 no. Trust me, when our we, listeners when we know. Come to you. You provide. You provide. You know, good banter and a bit of to and fro. But people know. <laughs> people know that you are. I'm not going to swear today. You are the you're the asshole of, 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 of the pack here. Yeah, I'm also the producer and the host, and I write the episodes and I do everything. Like I said, you can do a solo podcast. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how does that go compared to this one? Goes all right. Compared to this one, I yeah, said it goes all right. So me and Tim do bring something, Sean. A, a quick so, shout out to one of our listeners, Brad Ellis. You still haven't welcomed me, but uh, well, we I did. We, but you, you, we did, but you took the opportunity. No, no, you, you you basically told me that I am lazy and don't move to record the show. No, that, that's inaccurate. Uh, I provided a history se- would suggest it's. I've been providing. A, I've been re- providing a location to record for since before Timbo was on board. I had a short black. That was good. No, no, Timbo, I'm going to start charging you. You'll get an invoice. <laughs> All the short blacks. I was actually thinking I should buy some of those uh, little capsule things. So. Pods. No, Pods. fuck him, Tim. <laughs> I can't say that, stress that anymore. The fact that he's do, apparently doing us a favour. That I have to pack up all this shit every week and bring it out here and I, then bring I, it back I, and get it all plugged in. I did in. suggest you could keep your gear in your, in your bedroom this afternoon. You did, did suggest not? that and I was thought... I thought, Timbo, sweet, naive Timbo, that's a <laughs> wonderful gesture, but we all know how this is going to go. And I just sat why, and waited. Why, why did you not record just you and Tim? Because you'd crack the shits. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you, you wouldn't. You, no, I wouldn't. You would. Oh, at the end of this episode, I'll give a nice you'd cheerio to the fans. You'd and then stew. You'd stew about we'll it. We'll see how long it takes for the uh, the chorus of, of, of you know, the, we want him back. We want him back. You're the one that's removed yourself. No, no, so, no. no, I mean, no, no. <laughs> it's like Tim, it's an extraordinary thing that I've been booted out. No, you've exiled yourself. No. <laughs> Go. No. There was no boot. There was no booting. Anyway, I was I ran to Brad Ellis at our the funeral we went to a few weeks Former ago. Former Richmond player. No, no, no. Just one of um, It's Brandon Ellis and he plays for the Suns. <laughs> that's the one. One of Brent Gleason and Matty Skeels mates. 
Eddie Skill, um, the man with 18 email addresses. He's very, very popular. Anyway, uh, uh, Brad, when, when I had a chat to him, he said, um, do Sean and Fab dislike as one another as much as it appears they do on pod? And it was like... It's very prickly. Um, oddly, of, of, I didn't of, think so. Of, <laughs> late, of late, yes. Of late, yeah. There's a lot less love. I've got a lot less tolerance for him. Is that because Man United shit and you got nothing to get misty-eyed about and all no, that sort of stuff? No. Or It'd probably be a bit... We've reached the stage of the relationship where just little things really annoy each other. Like, So I've been pretty... It's a lot like a marriage. I've been... With, you know, <laughs> Fab and I, you know, we've had the ups and downs. <laughs> You're and breathing too loudly. <laughs> well, there's a good, that's a good segue. So I've been crystal clear to Fabian in a morning. <laughs> this is what people are tuning in for. <laughs> of, a, of a morning, I've been crystal clear that I am not allowed to leave the depot... Until seven thirty, can't leave the depot. Not allowed. And I why can is le- he ringing me at seven twenty three? I could not have been yeah, Timbo, clearer. Timbo. I could not be. And then no, no, he was, he he was perfectly wait, clear. And then when he does wait, you know what he does? He'll ring at like seven thirty one. So I've got forty seconds to get my no, no, shit no. together and get out and ride up a huge fucking hill. That's where. Until he rings, now, and then if you don't answer the phone, no, no. is that Blackburn Road? Come at the up. bottom, yeah. yeah, it's a big hill, isn't it? Timber. Well, I drove down it last. I time. get in the car. Thirty kilograms of mail. I get in the car anywhere between seven and seven forty. Okay, now have I've I said, been I've, clear? No, uh, yeah, no, he has been clear, and I've, you know, elaborated on his, you know, clarity. I've said yes. My phone call is just telling you I'm in the car. So then once you're on your bike and you're at a comfortable position, if you'd like a chat, call back. He never calls back. No, no, <laughs> I've got to know when he's up Blackburn Road, how much mail he's got, whether he's had another tiff I, inside the uh, mail delivery centre down at... I could not be clearer. Warrandyte? Before 7.30, no mass. <laughs> There'll be no answering the no phone. No cash here. So <laughs> I won't be calling... <laughs> And then he just then he just makes up bullshit like like I oh, don't look at the uh, clock. I get in the car and I just push it. Now Timbo's giving us the wind up. People want to see. People want to hear. People want to hear that when Sean goes there. He, he rang today, <laughs> and then he, then the rest of the episode will be in Tim going, "Which buttons do we press?" <laughs> he rang today. You've got mail. <laughs> That's not the one. He, he rang today. He gave me three rings. It rang so, out. No, it didn't ring out. You gave me three rings. So I had the opportunity. Bear in mind, I'm in motion. So I've got to fumble. I've got to get the phone out. Say now, mate. I've got to put a thing. Gone. He gave me three rings and I just went, fuck him. And just put the phone back around. It rang out. Me. Now, this is another thing that we've been, we've been debating this for years. It did not ring out. Whenever the phone cuts out or whatever. It's his phone. It's clearly. incumbent on me to call back because it's my phone that's dropped out. Yep. Always. Yep. Regardless of location. So, Timbo, are you familiar with Tunstall Square? Are you familiar with what's in the car park at Tunstall Square? One of the biggest fuck-off aerials you've yeah. ever seen in your so life. So, do you reckon my coverage is pretty fucking nailed on most mornings <laughs> when I'm within two kilometres of it? Could be a faulty AirPod. It could be your shit-can third-party connection that we've been over that can't maintain a connection between your In phone. fairness, I don't know that I've had a dropout with Sean. Sure I've had multiple with Thank me. God. <laughs> oh, this is sweet. Oh. And he's done it. That's for Timbo. <laughs> he's got him. Oh, that's so good. That is sweet. I'm prepared to move on on that. Cause 2005, Timbo. 2005 to now 17. It's been a 17-year run. He's cut new loose. I think you're, I think you're done. <laughs> I think it's, I'm glad I enjoyed my short black. <laughs> so I've cut him loose. He's cut you loose. 
Which one of us is going to blink first, Timbo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just come over to the dungeon whenever you want, mate. <laughs> I will say, before we get onto the show, just this is classic Prendercast, and I was just I was at my wits' end yesterday. So, Timbo... Man, could you imagine first-time listeners going, what are these blokes on? <laughs> why, so, why has my mate said to listen to this shit for? So, Timbo quite sensibly said, you know, next week we're playing at 4.35 on Sunday afternoon, okay? And Timbo goes, interstate game. He goes, do you want to come around to the dungeon? We'll have some mings. We'll watch the game. And I thought, that's actually not a bad idea. That sounds pretty solid. One, just let's p- pump the brakes. What are we doing for this week's episode? Well, I, I knew I was Classic a Classic Prendercast. I, I, I thought we were I knew organizing I was a next week. <laughs> Good. What are we doing for this week's, gentlemen? And what did I say immediately? I Sounds good. Yeah. Or, I actually thought he meant Ming's record. I don't think he meant no, no, Dungeon. I no, I actually meant Warrandyte record in the bedroom. I'm not eating beef with black bean in Sean's <laughs> bedroom. Why don't we go to the, let's go to the dungeon? The dungeon's probably yeah, okay. no not further eating in the away, dungeon either. Further Why not? We can eat at a table like, you know, civilised human beings. You like, I did think table. we would eat in the restaurant. And no, then so I'm not going to be able to get there because Box Hill playing at the MCG. Which is why we didn't record last night, Timber. No, we could have. Because but it, it was inconvenient suggested. for Sean, but that's fine. No, we could have. I, I would have battled last night too, for what yeah, it's worth. thank you. He the reckons... Be- Beverly he Hills reckons, Junior Footy Club had their... Did you struggle to leave the ground last night? Traffic-wise? I, I parked outside Cardno on... Oxford Street. How did you struggle getting in? Yeah. Shout out to M. Hence why I parked outside Cardno on Oxford Street. Well, I, I'm driving in, and we'll get to we'll circle this back on shore. So I'm driving in. I'm driving my cousin's car. Dad next to me in the front why seat. So your life is so needlessly complicated. It's like it's just a, it's a fucking headache. The whole thing. Even you're two minutes into this story, and I'm like, I'm already I'm two minutes. I'm already it. I'm already exhausted. Continue. Fuck. You might get smacked tonight. You sound like Olivia on maths. He's driving his cousin's <laughs> car and his dad's next to him and he doesn't know where to park and he's going... I didn't know. No, no, who said... I knew exactly where Jesus I was parking. Jesus Christ. We get to St. George's Road, probably Thornbury, and it's bumper to bumper. Yeah. All the way in. Why? So we get to... Why? We get to just past... Why? Piedimonte on um, St. George's Road. Yeah. I didn't know at the time, but the Run for the Kids was on. Bang on. And they closed... Run for the Kids. Every road... In Melbourne. Correct. So my dad gives, he abuses me, tells me I don't know what I'm doing. Good. Pull an illegal U-turn <laughs> and he takes me through some back streets through Fitzroy. We get out to Nicholson Street, bumper to bumper. I said, well done, Dad. You've taken us from one section to another. It took us two hours to get into there, into really? the ground. Yep. Yeah, I eventually gave up. And my I dad thought- then, as we pass in the Flower and Garden show, yes. goes, ah, that's why... <laughs> My dad thought the Flower and Garden show was so popular that it was causing all that traffic. Jamie Jerry is a bit of a uh, central figure at the Garden show. Yeah, I think his appeal's probably dropped in the last few years. Is he doing a man o man tribute? So M, uh, M and I had... manpower. No, wasn't he on that stupid show as well? Did he do man... With, with Toddy Goldsmith? I don't know. Sex called, Life? No, was that called man o man that stupid... It was man o man No, no, that was Rob... No, that was another guy. It wasn't Jamie I'm not going to split hairs about whether fucking Jamie Jury was on Man O oh Man, okay? Kath will, Kath will know. It wasn't. The guy's, no, definitely not Jamie Jury. Yeah, I don't think it was either. So I was sharing stories with M on Twitter, a uh, listener of the pod, and she basically it got to one o'clock and she's turned around and gone back home. Oh, wait. So um, 
And then Sean, so this circles back to Sean. I said to him, Jesus Christ. You're not gonna make you're not gonna make the box hill game. Tight forty five. <laughs> I said you're not gonna make the box hill game. We're gonna be sitting in on this. I'll be there. Meeting, he goes, I'll be there before half time. He reckons he made it on time. I got there at half time, yeah. Oh, stop it. You can ask the staff at, oh, I don't know why he would, but I was there at half time. You were not there at half time. You would have been there in the middle of the third quarter, like I, I said. I was there at half time. I walked You're in. the only person who could leave. Would you have a helicopter from the MCG? No, because. So you call uh, see, cause Lindsay I, Fox and go, Keith hey, Foxy. Keith and I's life is not a soap opera fucking sitcom where there's, there's inciting incidents and delays and like low stakes drama. Go, the siren went. We went, beauty, let's head off. We headed off. Yeah, so did I. And we oh, got we- out of the ground and we walked to the car. We parked the car down on Victoria Parade. Into the car, onto the freeway, off at Middleborough Road. There you go, done. You and you and what's your old man's name, Tony? You would have been scratching around doing some shit. So you lost your keys or your wallet, or you got disorientated. And you've come out the wrong exit, and you just be going, Jesus Christ, what a pair of idiots. Was your cousin there as well? Was his? You were in his car. The the abuse towards me will be tolerated. <sighs> the abuse towards my family will be met with this pot plant coming straight for your head. Fuck, man. It's just it's exhausting. Can well, we move on? I've wanted to move on for five minutes, but you had to tell us. Come on, you're doing a shit job hosting tonight. Well, I can only do so much when you want to bloody hijack the show with a tale from your life. Are you moving on? We're trying to. Can Jingle. I say uh, buona sera ragazzi to everyone? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm half a mind to cut. The last 13 minutes out. <laughs> It'll be Sean's abuse about where we record and then Buona Sera Ragazzi. Yeah, I think that's probably a good, <laughs> good way to go about it. Uh, Timbo? Yes, sir. Ultimately, when it comes to the game yesterday, uh, we tried our level best to fritter it away um, in front of a, you know an expectant crowd, but not even Carlton knows how to lose these days. It's a bit strange. Um, you mentioned a bit earlier, look, and this isn't a go, a go at you as such as it is the broader conversation out of yesterday's, I'm over accepting that a win's a win. I'm over it. I want for more and I want it now. And the margins are so thin when we're, we've got the lowest percentage in the eight. Yep. When the margins are so thin of what a home final might be or a top four berth might be or a spot in the finals might be, we can't be beating that team or that calibre of team by one point. Going into the game and being acutely aware of how significant Port Adelaide's statistical d- dominance was over... Um, Hawthorne last week and and the fact that they said you know they kicked four goals from kick-ins which doesn't happen almost ever and certainly doesn't happen at Adelaide Oval because it's a very skinny ground and you don't have the width to be able to get from one end of the ground to the other um, I was very very confident that we would not only win but win very very well um, you know what the at- phrase was? It was confident, not complacent. Correct, and that we, we always, should be confident. Absolutely. Well, we've we've actually now done enough, and we've prepared ourselves in such a way that, as a team and as supporters, you could be. And have we two wins? Two wins. That's enough for you. No, no. But you know, you know what you're seeing, and and you know whether what we're doing can be replicated. Mm-hmm. And and you can see the professionalism, you can see the game style, the game plan, you know the talent. You could also see us potentially losing both of our first two games. Uh, well, yeah, but then you can say that about any game for any team. But When does the wheel turn, though? And this yeah. is what I'm talking about. So we had to beat that Richmond 
last week against the Dogs was a great performance. We had to win that. We won it. It was great. And then yesterday, there were absolutely no excuses against that Hawthorne team who Tim and I spoke about off the top. And I'll just, I'll just blow my top about Hawthorne now. Um, blow my load, if you will, Fab, as you might say. Um that Hawthorne team is still a bottom four to six team. What they're achieving so far this season is on the back of a statistical anomaly where they are losing. They aren't just losing. They are getting smashed in key statistical markers that we've been told for eons. You can't afford to lose if you want to be competitive. The fact that they've won two games and lost the other by a point is extraordinary. Somebody will ragdoll them, and it should have been us. The fact that we led by seven goals and were headed... That should never happen, no matter who you're playing, let alone a talent differential that should be on the field yesterday. We got away with one by dumb luck. In the end, it was dumb luck, absolutely. But I think, I think we performed as expected in the first quarter. Is first that, quarter again, in a bit. Is that good enough? I think we... For 40 minutes to play good football for I 40 minutes. I don't think we... No, it's probably not good enough. No, it's not probably not good enough. It's and not it good enough. it gives us something to go away and work on, but... I think you're going to take some of the good. No, no. We're going to take. We're going to our, talk about what was good, and there was, we just there was we as good. a collective coaching staff in particular didn't really respond to the moves Hawthorne made. That didn't was, change anything. That in was the, the first. Uh, so Michael Voss and that coaching crew—that's their fifth assignment, counting the two preseason games. That was the first time they've had their colours lowered, and pretty conclusively, almost decisively. That was that's what was a concern. You can't get seven goals up, and people talk about momentum swings in football and what's going on at the moment, and it's extraordinary to watch because it's happening in a lot of games every round. But for us, if we had lost that game yesterday, and my attitude is almost as if we did in the sense of appraising the performance, mm-hmm. the recriminations would have been violent, and they should be. Because we should I, not I, be struggling I, 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 to beat that fucking Hawthorne team I, I don't seven disagree. years into a fucking rebuild. I don't, I don't disagree. But once it got into a, a fight, it's, it's, it's kind of it takes away all, takes away talent, it takes away a lot of things. It just becomes a scrap. But this is the problem. We Fab. shouldn't have got into that scrap. No, no, no. This is the problem. But I, I just people, people wanted to make excuses that a win's a win. Like I said, four points, absolutely fantastic. You bank them and you move on. Lowest percentage in the eight. All these things. Look at what Brisbane did to North Melbourne when they had a live kill. We had a live kill. I don't think Hawthorne are uh, North Melbourne at the moment. Then honestly, not much better. I'm just going to say it. They struggled to beat them two weeks ago. And like I said, somebody's going to get a hold of Hawthorne and they are going to annihilate them. And, and North played West Coast the previous week and only just got over the line when they had 14 out. Yeah. Yep. And Frio got a hold of West Coast last week, you know, like yesterday on a big way. A so few things, look, Timbo and I spoke about it off pod. There were a few very, very frustrating elements of yesterday's conversations. game. You were doing something, you weren't in the room. There were a, there was a few things yesterday whereby just someone hold their width in front 50 and stand CJ corridor side. He can run away a couple times a day. You, you, someone gets sucked to the contest, the ball bounces out. When they're using him as an outlet, and you know they're going to do that, and that is what is driving their scores from back half because they can't win a fucking clearance to save their life, somebody stand corridor side next to him so he's not an option. Just do it. Didn't do it for an hour and a half and almost cost us the game. Isolate their key backs. They don't have to all be together. Harry had extraordinary joy on Frost because he's ordinary. James Sicily can't defend one-on-one. 
Get them in one-on-ones as best you can. We just played markers up for an hour and a half. Yeah, we did. Which, which, was, which we criticised heavily under Teague. But not only do we play... You call them markers and up, packs. I've got to be honest, um, our defence, people want to talk about, oh, we were missing Sard and we were missing McGovern and we were missing McDonald. Our defence yesterday was not the problem. No, no. We kept them to 11 goals. We kept them to 18 scoring shots and or something. And their goals were the over-the-top. Over the when, when things kind of broke down, they got through a line and it was over-the-top. And they kicked two in the last, which, take your head off, they just, they've swung a leg at them and they've bent. Not the O'Meara, not the... Um, not the Mitchell one, but the one after it. The guy wearing number one. Yeah, Harry Morrison. He yeah. just looks like another stripe, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does a it, it, bit. That bent, but so They could have gone anywhere. They could have gone anywhere. They were it not went through syst- the middle. <laughs> but they were not systematically breaking us down. No, no, no. That's so, exactly right. Not replicable. Same thing. It was... We got the staggers. We were seven goals up. We needed they one. Got, they got a couple goals and we got jelly-legged. And you're just going, don't, boys. What are you doing? Yeah. Relax. We're going to win the next stoppage because that's what we're doing. We just needed that one. And in six, six, and six settling goal, and I think it would have been a totally different outcome. In six, six, and six, like I said, the fact that Hawthorne are living so dangerously, given the current climate of the way that AFL football is played, given that they don't win stoppage, they don't win contested ball, they don't win inside fifties, it's mind blowing that that we they were even close. That we were even yeah. close. It's, it's a concern. And I'll just go over some stats. Eighteen to seven. Centre clearances. Let's go over some stats. We were plus 33 in disposals, so that's a one player. That's solid. That's yep. one good player. Yep. Plus 18 in inside 50s. We had a better disposal efficiency. We were plus 11 centre clearance, plus six clearance overall. We won contested ball by 10 and had only one more turnover than they did, and we were plus 11 in tackles. Yep. That's not a one-point win. No, no, that's, no. that's, a, that's an 11-goal win. That's a big win, and we yep. weren't able to convert that because we lacked a bit of poise front of centre. Yep. Our movement of the ball forward uh, in the second half was back to the bad old days of David Teague. It was just extraordinarily tough to we watch. We tried a few things that didn't work, and then we just resorted to that. But the bomb kicks weren't even to our advantage no. at, at all. But, and I don't like to isolate one or two incidents, but how does Zach Fisher not even score a point? We know the worst in thing the about that from Zach Fisher is. So the he had a shocker. Anyone who wants to come at me The most frustrating say, thing about that Zach Fisher is, and if I'm his line coach, I'm queuing up two weeks ago and going, you kicked that goal against Richmond. You kicked mm. the same goal. Yeah. Mm. What are you doing? But if Harry was free and he hits him, that's what the fuck? He just kicked it into the pocket. Yeah. To, no, to nothing. So there's that. Then Cripper. There's a, a lot of guys out there waiting for someone else to win it in the second half. A couple of times Cripper gets to like, 50 and was in two minds whether to pass it, whether to go long and what have you. Well, he gave the ball to Jordan Boyd, which I said to Jay, I said, he'll give this to Boyd here. We'll see exactly how good of a kick this guy is. And he he didn't quite hit it right and it wobbled a bit and it didn't miss by much. And, you know, Jordan Dawson wobbled one through for a game winner in a showdown on Friday night as well. So sometimes... That's a lot of luck. <laughs> sometimes the miscue can actually still come off, but didn't hate it. But <laughs> given his attitude, I thought there'd be no nine. Is this Robert Miles? This is children. I just need yeah. to calm down with some nineties chart bangers. Is it Robert Miles though? Yeah. He had another track, didn't he? He did. Dreams. Fable. <laughs> or Fable. Could have been too, yeah. It says dreams in it. The advantage of standing up for this record? Get your shuffle on. Just feel myself mellowing out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Look at that. That's a 90s staple right there. Some radio dance. I did some of my best work at Redhead to this song. Oh. At Redhead? Is that yeah. a gay bar? <laughs> you know why we played that, Timbo? Because the Blues are back! Regrettably, the Blues are back. <laughs> Barely. All right. That's one away. There's a playlist, Spotify. Spotify have added songs to the playlist. I don't know why it's done that. <laughs> in, I, in anticipation of no, future wins. I, I, just, I, don't, I don't use Spotify, as people may or may not be aware. I use Apple Music. And Apple Music is really good. You just have the playlist and you just add the songs to it as you go, which is great. Spotify went on. I'm just trying to find it here, what it said. It said something about... So the Blues are back 90s mega mix. I've added the nine songs there now. And then it's we added and they've added all these other 90s songs. Do you have an account? Not a paid account. Maybe that's why. But I'm like, why my, they, no one adds anything to my playlist. I'm like, on why Spotify. they? It says we added. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want. <laughs> no thanks. I don't want Ace of Base. <laughs> add it to the list. The sign. I don't want. Was it? Was it the sign? And all that she wants. Both. Both of them. Oh, we. Hadaway's there. What is love? That might get to go later. That's a good one. But yeah. I, I don't want it there at the moment. Anyway, if no one knows, someone knows why that's happening. Uh, we will post the links to these playlists as as we continue. Oh. Becky Lynch is here. <laughs> Becky Lynch lost the title. Yeah. You know what's really weird about I was watching a bit of WrestleMania one the second, other day. One second, one second. Watching a bit of Cornhole this afternoon, or this morning, actually. Oh, yeah. Mm. They're good throws. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, Can't it's, believe it's, it's a sport. It's an incredible skill. It's also pointless. Um, the fact that it's broadcast better than a <laughs> VFL game is mind-blowing. But um, the WrestleMania thing, they've got this weird conceit at the moment where they really do broadcast it like it's um, an actual sport. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's right. like it's it's just I just can't get my head around it. <laughs> They're talking about it as it's an actual thing, and it's, I don't get it. Um, so ultimately, Timber, look, our ball movement and stuff when it worked, it was irrepressible. Correct. When it was good. Sorry about that. Can you get some in between now and whenever you record with us again, whether it's in a week or two weeks or a month? Yeah. Um, yeah, too easy. Whenever you need to, you know, whatever you need to do to get yourself. I'll come back for specials. And your head right. Can you just get some some finesse when it comes to touching the the equipment? Just you know. Just like that. See, I'm moving it. I'm moving the boom at the moment. People can't even hear it. You've got some finesse when you touch your own equipment. I do. Very gentle, soft hands. But look at this. Real good. Whereas Fab's like this. He's all thumb. It's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> mate. We know when you're taking the headset off. Because the interference and the just distortion, it's disgusting. I was just sorting out dinner arrangements. Good. What is it? Mings. <laughs> No. <laughs> They've got an inferior Chinese restaurant out their way. Um, so ultimately what I wanted to see, we had something there. It was it was like, it was sort of, you know, like it was fine. Yeah. I was like, it's okay, it's fine. Yep. Fabian's head is going to pop off his body if he decides to join us and exit his self-imposed exile next week. I can't do it anymore, Timbo. <laughs> I may have had the uh, Ming's beef with black bean. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And? No, no. Good. It's very, amazing, isn't very it? Very good. Too many onions, but I, I just discarded them. Oh, yeah, just get rid of them. Yeah. Now, the, uh, the sauce is thick and sticks to the meat. And it's just the meat is tender. Yeah. It is, it is, I can't actually, one of the happiest days of my life was when Tim confirmed it was good. Oh, absolutely. Well, and you'd pumped it up and thought, I've got to find this out for myself. And it was like, not only is it every bit that uh, Sean I, you actually it up can't to be, do it justice. Well, it, you have to do it. I wanted to, to I wanted to like everything they do is good. The the, the sesame chicken with plum sauce a little they're like um, little popcorn chicken. You've talked this one up, that might be a Sunday night. Phenomenal. Special. Have that. The we lemon that. chicken's great. 
The um, the satay chicken skewers, phenomenal. The satay sauce, everything they do. There is not a bad item on the Ming's menu. I'm with you. Yep. Everything's a I was trying to hold off the Ming's experience for record or when you were there. Just to see your face, like the That's anticipation. I, but, don't, um, I don't think we can. I, I have, I have had things. What else did you have? What do we have, Tim? Someone ordered fish. That's <laughs> weird. Who ordered fish? I think it was Tyrone. They could have been. Actually, I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> he went rogue. <laughs> um, the only problem is, if the only problem was, um, I think the beef and black bean came out a little bit late, and I was a little bit full. Didn't really get to appreciate it as much. So. On Sunday, salt and salt and pepper calamari. I think we had as well. So I've never had that. I've, I've, someone else has had it. We, had, we would have had the pork as well. Sweet salt pork or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's no, no. I I, I credit it. It was. It's. It's the, so it's, good. it's the sauce. It's not. The vegetables are very good as well. <laughs> um, what did I want to see from the game? We'll uh, get through that uh, quickly. Timbo, you know what I wanted to see? I wanted to. I wanted to make them start every attack from defence. Yeah, and run the gauntlet all day. It's like the taking the ball eighty yards every time you need a score. I wanted yep. to see that, and for the most part, we actually did make them do that. You know, but for maybe their first score, I think Jack Gunston they got it out of the first centre clearance and got it forward. Thought if we can do that all day, especially in that six 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 world, make hem them in, make them take the ball pretty much the length of the field every time they want to score. How did we stop doing that so well? That's that was what I found, especially when you knew it was confu- coming. Well, it was so confusing because we we'd found the recipe for success, and then we stopped doing it. And I understand good coaches and good um, coaching groups will say they're doing X. Let's shut it down. Let's get something else. You have else to give happening. some credit to Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah th- they were going to try and manipulate the game to get hmm. it on their terms. But even then, like it's still they weren't going to surprise us. Though no, we knew what they were going to do. Well, and and in the end, you know, you, you know, Bruce gets the ball with a half chance. He will burn you because he's really good at what he does. And Jack Gunston only needs a couple of opportunities, and he can crucify you as well. Obviously, Harry Morrison's pulled a top shelfer out of nowhere. Um, you know, all, all power to him. Good luck to you. But in the main, and and Dylan, I've got Dylan Moore in every single fantasy draft that I've done all preseason. If he'd have jumped up in my porridge, I wouldn't have known what he looked like. And he was getting it early, left, right, and centre as well. So um, they aren't they don't have many weapons. They did they did work very hard, Hawthorne. They worked very hard. But then we matched it for so long, and mm. and and. Our pressure was fantastic, and and it just sort of felt like we were going to continue to work and create. And then all of a sudden, it just seemed like our pressure dropped. They were able to run it out of defence a whole lot more easily. They were getting it inside 50, and when they had momentum, they, it felt like they were picking us apart, and we really felt vulnerable. And and the moment Harry had his rundown tackle, you thought, that's the game. Yep. All we just need is the goal. And we've broken them. I was I was and waiting for the twang. I, I saw him running, and oh, thinking, I, thought I always thought like too. just give up on it, type yeah. of thing. Don't. It wasn't Mitch McGovern. It was Mitch McGovern on Zach Merritt. Exactly. I thought exactly the same thing. And when he got him, you thought that's just magnificent. Mm. You just need to create the goal on the back of the pressure, just to you know put the tick in the box, and mm. and, and it never came. And and it just sort of felt like like we delivered everything that we had. And while they were reeling and they were wobbling, like that big heavyweight that's about to, to to drop, they never dropped. And and then we couldn't replicate the effort. And 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 the door 
was open and then they started to come. And right at that point, Sean, was when the two Hawthorne supporters... He was very upset about this. He was ...came and me... sat down behind Jay, Mick, Ethan and I... Aren't in... you in the back row? No, we're in, the, I'm, we're in the second back row, but there was like two spare seats and these two pricks... Like and and you pay you pay to be in the Carlton Reserve Carlton Reserved Social yep. Club because you don't want to be surrounded by opposition muppets. And well, lo and behold, of our own muppets there. Well, there's that too. Lo and behold, said muppets move directly in behind us, and I'm having to put up with. Oh, good, Zach Williams has got the ball. He's only going to turn it over. Oh, Sicily, you're a gun. We love what you do. And honestly, I... Sicily's a gun, so long as he doesn't have to do it. As long as he doesn't have to actually work. So long as he can just jump up and mark uncontested, he's yep. outstanding. But if he actually has to play on someone, yep. he's a complete liability. But, but of course, at the, at, at the moment you feel your team and your season potentially unravelling, you've got these idiots behind you and you're going, I don't want to lose and listen to these guys celebrate. So I really, really want to still see us win... And the hope of winning was still there, but it was a really, really frustrating final quarter. So, Did you give it back to him? Oh, yeah. When Jack Silvani got out the back and, uh, and scored the goal that pretty much iced the game, I actually asked them why, if James Sicily was such a defender, such a good defender, how he managed to let somebody get out the back and not defend. Mm. It's a um, pertinent question. Well, that's what I thought too. So. Um, I was just going to say... <clears throat> no, you go, Sean. You're probably going to prompt this eventually anyway. I'm interested in what you got to say. No, I was just going to say, I didn't think... I insist. <laughs> insist? Whilst the centre clearances were very evident, our dominance in there, I don't think stoppages around the ground were necessarily... We didn't really take advantage of the fact that Ben McAvoy wasn't there. He's actually stumbled haphazardly into a segue, Timo, would you believe it? So the other thing I wanted to see was I wanted us to absolutely murder him at stoppage. I don't think we did. Well, we did. In centre clearances, yeah. Which is under 666, it's where you want to do the damage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, was the lack of polish coming out in the second half and converting that dominance into scoreboard pressure, that's still a very much a work in progress, isn't it? Absolutely. And you went, if it's a little bit better, this is over. Yeah. There was a lot of handballs and a lot of kicks that were hit, hitting at your feet. Yeah, and, the, the half volley that... Oh, and then a couple of balls that would just go straight into guys' hands and then just magically just fall out and it was like we said it against Richmond as well we'd worked hard we were gathering the ball we were creating an advantage and then we had to capitalize on the advantage and it just and it wasn't coming no. and uh, and and that side of it was hard to watch and it just seemed at times when they'd go back the other way when they needed to be good they were absolutely clinical yeah. and, and and that's they took every chance they had almost and they've recruited to build a skillful team they've done it for 15 years and it's delivered you know, uh, a, a Halcyon Premiership, you know, era, and they're still recruiting to the st- the same methodology. And and again, good luck to them. That's the way that they want to do it. But our lack of polish and we our ability, we to weren't. I, I said it. I said it to Dad. I said we're just dirty. Yeah, we, there was it's nothing exactly what we were. Nothing was clean. You know, Boyd was putting himself in very good. He was in every contest. He was working his tail off, but he was just. Not clean. Zach Fisher, it was like he had baby all over his hand. He was horrendous. I don't think TD Gay had a had much of a game. We're going to get into these. But Zach Williams... We're going to get into these. You're jumping too far ahead. Oh, sorry. I thought it was an organic conversation. But no, because when you're burning what we've got a dot point for later, oh. we'll get to it. Um, I also wanted to see some Killer Instinct, fam. 
I thought we would get out to a solid advantage at some point on the day. Yep. Uh, it happened I blame Paolo for very, this. very early, which was great. But as soon as he texted foot on the throat, we stopped. So, and that's what we should have done. We had them in the position where we should have absolutely buried them, and we didn't. People talk about the maturation was we lose that game last year. Now, our maturation needs to be we put teams away when they're there to be beaten. Because we've not done that for... last year it was by any means necessary, by hook or by crook, get the win. I don't care if it's ugly, if it's beautiful, just get the win and we'll deal with what happens after that. This year now, the maturation isn't that. We've gone beyond that. We need to want for more than that and we need to now be putting teams away. I mentioned the Lions and North. Perfect example. When there's a golfing class, when there's a golfing ability, North, what, what were they? Were they 40 or 50 points down? They got at three-quarter time. It was, yeah. it was about 53 at three-quarter time. I saw the score. That, that game, was the score was on the bottom left-hand, right-hand corner. just said, this ends when the siren goes. Yeah. And that's it, when the score but that's, ends. I said to Pete, I said, watching the Collingwood game, all I saw was yours. You were always about 35 to 45 points up. And all of a sudden, I look at it, and you're 100 points up. So that's what I mean. I wanted and, us to and, have that. And sorry, Sean, is Michael Voss... Can Michael Voss be so, for want of a better word, ungrateful and bold to post-match say, um, we got to win, but that's not good enough? Yeah, Alex Ferguson style in Aberdeen when they won the, uh, the Scottish Cup. And he said it was disgraceful. <laughs> he said yeah, they okay. just won this trap. He just said that's disgraceful. Yeah. It didn't play well at all. That's not how we want to play. And my thing is, get the win... That's great. So four points, it's all worth the same in five, six, seven, eight weeks' time if we hit the skids. But you have to be putting teams away when you're that much better than they are. And yeah. don't give me this rubbish about credit to Hawthorne, Hawthorne or this, Hawthorne or that. Hawthorne are ordinary. Like on, on they, the, on they, they are They are ordinary. Like this this idea that, that they are batting so far above their average in the moment and they're going to get found out the longer the season goes. They're a bit Billy Joel, aren't they? And it's just like... <laughs> Christian Brinkley. And it's just a bit like, let's... He ended it with her. He's, he it was yeah. with Al McPherson as well. He is a little gremlin of a man. <laughs> How is this happening? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fair play to Billy. Tell geez, kids, learn an instrument. Tell her about it. <laughs> Just, if you're wondering, if you want to just get out there, learn an instrument. I don't care which one. If you're wondering who started the fire, don't ask Billy. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that was the thing. And then lastly, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, the crowd because I was expecting that there'd be a big crowd. We spoke about the, the week, if we can get through this week, if we can win next week, you get to round five, Port Adelaide are looking like a less fearsome proposition two weeks out By than the they minute. were two yeah. weeks ago. Although we wouldn't want them to lose. Who are they playing this week? I don't know. But I think it's a loser. It's not a. It's a danger game, aren't they playing like? It's like Sydney or yeah, something like that. I don't know. But um, we speak about dealing with expectation, and we speak about learning to embrace expectation a lot. There was a bugbear of ours last season. The start of the season should have made it apparent to our boys that we are a monster. Melbourne on Friday, Thursday night. Friday. We are a monster of a team. The fact that pundits were surprised by the size of the crowd yesterday bemused me. Yeah. We are a genuinely big club. We are. We have more members at our lowest ebb than Melbourne have now. Like, it's just the reality. Yep. We are a monster of a club. We are a genuinely big club. They want to come out. They want to support their team. When 
like, let's be fair here, Timbo. Fab very rarely gets to the football these days. He wants an almost guaranteed win to get himself that, that's, that's to the why, game. That's why I don't attend, you dickhead. He goes He goes to watch the, the, the might of, you know, when we play the Gold Coast at Eddie Hat or something, Fab will be there. Or when we're looking at a live kill against a ramshackle Hawks, like I'm, Fab will make I'm the war- effort to go. I'm warning you to move on. But I'm just saying, Fab sniffs the victory and goes, I want to be a part of that. <laughs> and he's indicative of a large section oh, of the car. Funny as a timber. No, a little bit. It's yeah. just He's short. indicative of a larger section of our support who are the same. Fuck, we started the season pretty well. Playing Hawthorne, we're better than Hawthorne. We'll win. Might have a good win. Let's get down to the G. That's great. Embrace it. Look at the crowd and go, 66,000. It's fantastic. This is what we're playing in front Public of. Public Reserve was pretty for. much exhausted. It was just AFL members and MCC members that were really had that capacity so in fairness though Timbo we do talk about and take the piss out of me Sean's Hawks they're Fab's Hawks as well if you know anything about Fab's history yeah, Fab saw just as many mid-90s Hawks games as he did Carlton games um, probably more not mid-night uh, yeah early 90s early 90s definitely <laughs> Fab's Hawks I, loved them I, I, I still do have the gold socks, everything. They were a good team. So How much was no, Chad Wingard trying the... to channel um, 1990s Paul Hudson yesterday with the bleach blonde? Well, with his effect on the contest, well, he did it too. sensationally. It was a Jeez, it went, when you really when it gets really really tough, Chad Wingard really does go missing, doesn't he? So yeah, I mean, look. Oh, let, let, let me say when you say Fab's Hawks, you see a lot of people there yesterday. And you're talking about me not turning up, which, you know, I have valid reasons, but, you know, we'll give that a skip. Yeah. Laziness. Yeah, laziness. Um, in the early, I'll say mid-90s, early to mid-90s, I didn't see a lot of those Hawthorne supporters out at Waverley. No, you're right. When Brendan Crummel was getting killed by... Uh, oh, Byron. Wasn't that in the late 90s? Probably. Nah, mid. Mid. Nah. No, nah, I think it was 97, 98, wasn't it? When he got... Yeah, I'm saying when I was there. The Jarmany. I still remember seeing Jars. Well, people didn't want to go see Tony Woods and Lance Pacioni and <laughs> Braden Tallis. They didn't want to do that. I don't blame them. Dermy didn't want to see him either. No, Dermy didn't want him anywhere near the locker room. <laughs> Story's his face. Craig Trelevin. What a... What a <laughs> well, I, can, I can name a Hawthorne team that you'll go, fuck, that's VFL standard. Mm. Well, I... Almost send them under. So, yeah. Yeah, so look, ultimately, you're just with the crowd, really good. And and to me, the mentality piece is where we need to grow, not the winning ugly and all that stuff, but embracing that a big crowd is there to watch you perform and play well and win. That's great. It's a, it's a luxury that so many teams uh, in the competition do not have. So you're playing for the same thing for Collingwood and Essendon when they're up about up and about, clearly. Uh, Richmond have obviously enjoyed it lately. It's a privilege to play for those traditionally big clubs who draw big crowds and the buzz that it gives you. And, and what I think is actually going to be interesting second half this year is the AFL have not locked in fixtures. Are they locked in days, though? I don't know that they are. No, they've locked in fixtures. They haven't locked in dates. Dates. So we know who we're playing. We just don't know what time. Well, and this is the thing. Like, you know, we, a lot of has been made about, you know, Carlton playing Friday nights or not playing Friday nights. And, yeah, Sunday, one ten is, yeah, it's fine. Shit time. It's, well, it wouldn't be my preferred. I don't that mind way. It. But, but you make it work. But 
it will be very interesting if we can keep this up because you're right, we are a big club. We're a big club, we're playing good footy and we're attracting people to the game. That we're gonna, they want that on TV. We're going to be in prime time. Yeah, we're going to be on. able to see a lot of Carlton playing at, a good, at, at good times. They want that on TV, there's no doubt and, about and it. And why? Oh, there's another 90s banger coming through. Bit of Chrissy Isaac. Oh, yes. Oh, from Forever Blue, released in 1995. Thank you very much. What a tune. This is a classic. This is a ripper tune. This is not the film clip with Helena in it. If you don't love me like I love you. It's a beautiful song. Dulcet tones of Sean The way I do. It's not hard to sing like Chris Isaac. This bit's hard. Okay, give it a crack. (laughs) I could do it. It's a ripper tune. You know why we played it, Timbo? Tell me. Because the Blues are back. <laughs> the profanity before the Blues are back has been dropped for this week because it's not as... It's I not. just sort of paid Chris Isaac the respect that that tune deserves. Was that the film clip with Helena on the beach in black and white? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Or was that Wicked Game? Could be Wicked Game. He had a couple of good tunes there for a bit. He writes his name on his guitar. Kieran Perkins writes his name on his milk. Does he? Well, he did. Remember, it used to be on the Pura. Yeah, he's a signer, didn't he? Timbo, yeah. whatever you're dropping or smacking against the desk, it's the stop chair. It. It's this terrible chair. It's Sean's chair. In. It's got nothing to do with me. Yeah, thank you. Then that's the sound of wood cracking. Yes, <laughs> you could, you're, you're, he you're, may end up on the floor <laughs> with a shard of wood oh. up his ass. Oh, <laughs> delicately, oh, only if God would shine down on us and. Provide us with such a moment. I would sue him for what? Well, what could I get him on? You're a jurist doctor now. What could I get him on? <laughs> well, yeah, I, could, I could get him. You could take his photocopier. <laughs> it's not a photo. It's just a printer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. We're onto the chicken salads now. And number one chicken salad is the great man Raúl. Uh, just a huge day from Weeders. He was absolutely superb. Um, he had the one moment in the last quarter, which was the only blot on his copybook where he overcommitted and went Gunston. When you just he, had, he had to kind of know that I'm not going to get up. there. Because if he holds him up, yeah. there's not much ahead of, of Gunston. If he stands him up, and that was pretty much the only error he made all day, he was absolutely superb. And I think, Timbo, he has become, without question, our most important player. It was actually interesting on the way here, Cam, uh, Josh Jenkins was saying he actually thinks his influence on our team is greater than Sam Walsh. And when they were talking about number one picks of the last, you know, ten drafts, he said there is an argument there that he's the best of a lot of them. And uh, well, this is why you pick, and this is why I get frustrated when people talk about he or Oliver or whatever. And you go, with respect to the footballer that Clayton Oliver is, players of this caliber who play key position are rare. There, there are very, very few of them. And, and they Melbourne, get very excited about Melbourne some of the traded other guys. away. You think about it and go, would you do it again? Melbourne traded away Ben King to get Stephen May in, recognising we need a quality key defender. It's a great call. And Wiedering's a better defender than May. Yeah, he is. And you're going, well, geez, that's. You knew that something good was going to be there at that pick. Some, something was going to. One of the King boys or whoever it was, someone's going to fall out. You're going to get one you of them. You can't fault them, though, with the May. May's help them. Well, it's deliver one of, it's a one of a premiership, absolutely, yeah. and and that's the beauty. You know, from a list build perspective, what do we have? What do we need? How do we get and guarantee what we need? They've gone out and said we need to get Stephen May. You know and, who else? And, and they've done it. There was yeah. genuine debate around that weedering draft about taking Shaki. 
as the key key forward. Go back. No, there wasn't. I had a lot of conversations. Shaqy could play and he could kick and he was exciting, but he wasn't a leader. No, there wasn't. Uh, I don't think dominate games. There wasn't. I don't think casting my mind back. I don't think there was genuine debate as to whether or not Weedering would go one or two. I think Weedering's one, and the the conversation about Shaqy was he's two or three. They were a clear two. Yeah. It was a clear two, and and I just think, and and don't forget, throughout that era too, you know, people were getting excited about Tom Boyd being a game-changing key forward. Jonathan Patton was going to be a game-changing key forward What as happened well. to the that that tall, skinny, lanky kid from the Bulldogs? It was a father. Ace, Ace Cordy. Ace Cordy. He was, oh, he, he, you look out, they've got Ace Cordy coming. But he was skillful, but he just didn't. He never grew Timbo. into his body. <laughs> he never grew into it. Timbo, and I can I can just about handle when you're turning Josh Battle into prime Matt oh, Scarlett. Josh Battle's playing just, good footy. I can oh. just about hack this idea that Josh Battle's turned into you could do Jeff a pod- Southby. You could do a podcast on just Josh Battle. Josh Battle, Stop the it. battle, pa- the battle cast. <laughs> it's just Timbo just moaning in the background as he watches highlights. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but Ace Cordy had talent. Mate, but he never gr- he never know. developed. I, I don't never have enough, improved. I don't have enough buttons for the, the NRL whistle anymore. Yeah, okay. okay. But you've turned this in the last thirty seconds. We've gone between the heartbeats true and the sons of the scray podcast, <laughs> and you're partly to blame for that, Fab, for bringing Ace Cordy. Yeah, that Sorry, one wasn't no. even me. But just we have digressed. Um, just after Jacob Weedering took his mark, um, Jay Hyatt. Turn to me. Shout out to Jay. Shout out to Jay. We love Jay. I was absolutely fantastic to see Jay yesterday. I really enjoyed it. And he just looked at me and he goes... Was Ethan there? Yeah, he was. Ethan was there with a, a green stick fracture of his uh, arm, unfortunately, which it's... has put paid to his uh, budding uh, basketball career. But he'll be he'll be back. So it's good for people like Ethan who have actually, you know, in his short life, he's seen so many losses. To, to actually see a real to see, patch. Yeah, to see yeah, yeah exactly I mean but, but Jay's it's words three weeks. were I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> I know but mate we're acting like we've gone 20 no, no, in all honesty I don't think Ethan's seen a three week period no he, he's probably oh, never seen three in a row 2016 but Jay turned around and he said oh we just take a little step and a wade through the cooling waters of Lake Weetering and it's sort of like a, oh god that's so true as uh it's a high soul content you can float as what's, what's his name what was Bob Uecker Harry Doyle, it's a dynamite drop in money. That's a dynamite drop in, Jay. That's exactly what this is all about. Uh, and you know who I also want to give a special shout-out to? He was not absolutely spectacular, but he was solid, was Lewis Young. He was very good. He was I, I'm prepared to slap the Jats down. I'm prepared to flop him out Louis van Gaal style. I think I'd have him ahead of OMAC. I'd have, I thought you were going to say you'd have him ahead of Liam Jones, and I thought, wow, we've gone he, hard he's, there. He's played with... I don't know if the word is within himself, but he he, he kept it simple. He knows where his limitations are. And I, but and he is quite athletic, isn't he? Yeah. He and read he, the ball well a couple of times. Yeah. And, and hopefully with games and time, and confidence. A, a, a couple of those easier spoils will turn into marks. Yes. I think he looks, a more, he looks a more established foil than McDonald does. I think you're right. In terms of just type of defender as well, in that I, there's something about Lewis Young that I thought was quite calming in terms of their dynamic as a pair, whereas McDonald, there was always a little bit of, we know that, Jacob, you've got it under control, but what's this other bloke doing? And I reckon, like, McDonald can run. Yep. He's a good athlete. Um, but I think I think Young looked a bit quicker. Yes. Um, and I think he's a better he's a better kick than what Oscar McDonald is too. So, mm. But I just um, thought... Do you, know what, do you know what else he looks like? A model. 
Did you see there was a very attractive man? He looked like he was the morph of Mark Murphy meets Charlie Kerner. Yeah, I don't know who posted that. I did see that. But, um, I, but you literally thought, yeah, that's exactly what it, it is. Yeah. The other shout-out I want to give to you in part of the chicken salads is Sam Doherty. Whatever fears we might have had about him returning to top form have been completely unfounded. Uh, he's been superb in the first three weeks. Uh, he was a leading possession winner of the ground. No man on the ground took more marks than him. Uh, he's been a leading light, Fabaganoush. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was, he was He's showing the leadership. I know he's not officially the captain... We've, we've spoken about this. Anymore. You do not need a title to lead. No. And he is he's, he's playing that role to perfection. Still think the highest decibel I reckon we reached yesterday was when he grabbed it in the last quarter running through the middle. Mm. That was like we kind of, as a crowd, we gave him a push. And he was knackered, and yet he found Walshie with that 45-degree kick. And I thought, well, some, someone with... Less football smarts just bombs that inside 50, which is what we'd been doing for two and a half quarters. Correct. And not working. So um, We just needed a tiny bit of poise, and he was that personified for much of the second half whenever the ball went near him. He was really clean, made the, made the right decisions, didn't fumble. He, looks, he looks confident. That fumbly... That was damning. Was... You know, the, the games we played up in Sydney last year, and, and he came under scrutiny for them, and... Dad and I still use the Ross line when he said they had a couple of clips and he said you've got to be flint hard over the football. You go, that's absolute non-negotiable. You have to be flint hard over the footy, um, particularly if you're going to play in defence. Um, and he is that at the moment. Absolutely. He's, he's superb. Um, Jack Silvani, Timbo Slice, heart and soul. I didn't give the kid a vote. and and so, And sometimes when you... You're not always thinking throughout the game, who am I giving my votes to? And, and at the end, I was I I was caught a little bit on the hop. I was happy with my votes. I was happy with the three that I gave. But as soon as I sent it, I thought, I haven't put Jack Silvani in. For me, and there were four There were four clear standouts. Yep. And I sort of bucked the trend a little bit by giving the next man on this run sheet, George Hewitt, yeah. best on ground. And, the and only, he got my one. The only reason I gave George Hewitt best on the ground was because in the last quarter when the ball was at its absolute hottest, he was he was presenting. ridiculously clean. Yep. Yeah, he was good. And I thought there was moments, and nothing against Jack, because Jack could have easily gotten one of the three votes. But he went, Weederings stood up all day. Doc's been unbelievable. And he just went, one of you guys is unlucky. And at the end of the game, when it was on the line, Jack Silvani took himself up behind the ball as well. Yep. His just awareness of what the game needed, what his role was, how he could impact... The fact that he did get out the back and challenge Sicily, he was able to finish Rick when it ballsy counted. with the check side. Yeah, Can well, I, exactly I right. was going to say this. If you're a right footer running in the left pocket, you snap that every day of the week. He's yeah, gone now. But, uh, but, but that forces you to go in, inside the corridor. A step, where, Timbo. A yeah, step. I know. He didn't need it. He didn't need it. He'd go, I'll just finish it here. I'll just finish it here. In the end, all's well that ends well. That's exactly right. But he, he had a terrific game, and I thought his, as you said, his his effort all day, and, and we've said it for a long time, he is a ferociously un, it's in the unheralded, it's in the he's unrecognised player. He's starting to get those tangible rewards, you know, because he, he, he always puts yeah. on, you know, Jack's a great one percenter. You know, he does all those little things that don't get recognised. Well, he's starting to do things that get recognised. Um, and, and opposition supporters very, very soon are going to go, 
It's kid compliance. Nah, they'll still shit candy. They're on a four-year delay. But I think it was Josh Fraser might have mentioned like some stage last year. He just thought, because Carlton are a better team when Jack Silvani is in it. Without a doubt. And he's, to use a term that you've come to know and love, Timo, you say it once a week. He's franking <laughs> all of the goodwill and positivity the Carlton fans have had for him for you know three, four, and five years now and, and really convincing people that if he's fit, He's one of the first names on the team sheet. Uh, George Hewitt, we mentioned a bit earlier, Fabian. Um, absolutely superb. All game, particularly late. He was so clean, so important for us late on. You know, when, when the pill needs to be gathered, he just didn't give it a second chance. And when we were trying to hold the ball too. Brilliant. There was uh, Nick Newman kicked it to him you know, yeah. across across the ground. One. I thought geez, they, they've done that before, but they knew what to do. They were just smart, he, he, composed you know footballers. He, he's that... Is that Vince Lombardi, you know, the winners want the ball when the game's on the line. There are some people who I thought for us yesterday weren't um, coming forward when it was their turn to present up and not, and I'm not even saying from it you're frightened. I'm not even saying from it you're scared. They just didn't want the responsibility of, I've got the next kick. Yep. George Hewitt, absolutely not a bar of it, wanted the ball every time it was his turn to present for it and he was in the space to do so. At a game-high nine clearances, also finished with nine tackles. Uh, which was second only to Cripps. He was absolutely fantastic inside the contest. Um, and I've got a note here just for the unsung players. I thought Setters was tidy again. Oh, no. To me, he wasn't... Shouldn't be unsung on yesterday's performance. I thought he was one of our better players. Played well. I think he's growing in confidence. The more that he you know, gets familiar with that role that he's playing now as that halfback sort of anchor, um, I thought he was really, really solid again. Which is good because but we've seen patches from setters before. I want him to oh, kick on. I reckon we, I reckon we went way too soon a couple of years ago on seeing some little glimpses here and there, and we extrapolated those out really prematurely. What's his age? Twenty-three, four, four? maybe. Okay. Well, he's the same age as Andrew McGrath because the the big talk. Oh, okay, was, I didn't think he was that young. Okay. Yeah, because the big talk was he was um, that Essendon was seriously thinking about using their number one pick to bid on him, and. That they like, yeah, they did like him. They did like, and him. they tried to get him again. That's right, and yeah. in the end, they had to sh- settle for the Dylan Shield steak knives. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, didn't that come if off we, the if, right? I know we, we, we've said it. You know that the footy guys haven't really looked down on us too, you know, nicely in the past. But geez, we've dodged some bullets. We do also have Zach Williams on seven hundred and fifty. Um, can, can we can we talk no, about Zach yet, Williams? Not just yet. The Talls early, I've got to mention, uh, mention them. Um, we were really set up by their aerial dominance just as much as we came apart when their influence waned a bit later on. Both Charlie and Harry Timbo were as awesome a one-two punch as they've been billed. Um, and they were just too big, too strong, too good for Hawthorne to deal with. And their ability to finish as well. That's that's the thing. Like We, we had Levi on a number of years where he could clunk it and look magnificent forward, but he couldn't always hurt the opposition. Yeah, Harry is really starting to get to the stage that he's pretty clinical in front of goal. And that long shot by Charlie uh, Charlie Curnow, um He just stroked it that's, on the right. It, it, he does it so he's, easily. And accuracy is through the roof. Yeah. It's a little... I don't know my golf, but it's just a little... I don't know, what is it? Is it a five iron? It's just a little... Just You don't have to give it full beans, but he's just hit it. It's a little draw. And it just draws in beautifully... Uh, no, he's he's playing really well. He's the well. opposite to Harry. When Harry marks it right of centre, you know he's going to snap it. And if he marks it left of centre, he he goes with a traditional set shot. Yeah. What I w- Charlie's the invert. But at least Harry takes his 30 seconds. 
Charlie marks it if he's on the <laughs> left hand side. He plays on him. He doesn't even look if there's anyone around him. Opposition. The one he snapped in the third quarter, he nearly kicked it into his own teammate. Yeah. What, what I will say is those two, I think hopefully as they get a bit older and they, they continue to develop the rapport playing together, as they haven't done so for so long, is recognise when what we're trying to do as a forward line isn't working. Don't yeah. wait on the box to come down with a directive. I would have probably gone, if I was one of them, I would have gone after the 15th pack in the second half, I would have gone, nah. Nope. One of us can't go. We can't go for every ball. Mm. Us, me, you, TDK, you know, whoever else, Jack's down there. Go, we can't all just go up. Go hold some shape. Stay back a little bit. Create some separation. Let's try to get some leads happening here. Mm. And, and if Ash, that, that requires sac- that requires sac- you know someone to sacrifice their game too. But that's what good te- that's, that's what, what good teams, good do, teams yeah. do. You know, you just got to under- understand when it's your time to go, and when it's time for you to do the dummy lead and create the space and just take a player or two with mm. you, and then just open it up the the, the opportunity mm. in behind you. And Absolutely. Also, what they've got to learn is their teammates can't kick the ball 75, 80 metres. Yeah. So putting the hand up as well, a little bit's got to go on them. A yep. little bit too. Because when you put the hand up and say, come at me. You're going, no, not the right call. No, nah, no. Nah. Yeah. The, I'm, I was very, very happy um, for Harry Mackay, who had toiled all day, not with a huge amount of reward, but when the kick did come down the line, when we tried to share the ball in the, and kill time in the last 90 seconds. Clunked it. Clean clunk. Clean clunk. Just yep. beautiful. Came in from the side and just rose and you're going, that's... that's right in front un- of Sean, that would have been. Un- undefendable. And, and to see him do that, take that, you've gone, that's a pretty mature mark. And, and he's, he is a Coleman medalist now, but he he does a lot of things through... Athleticism and he's still and, very raw. Yeah, look, he's got so, he's got such a long way to go, but he's um, that that was as from a leadership perspective, and I have to take this mark and just to deliver when we need it. Mm. I, I really liked that moment in the game as well. I did like the tandem the two of them had in terms of the, the the early in the game. One of them would present up, one of them would draw back. Jay lead back, Jay lead back, and one of them. I mean, it was Silvani's mark where Charlie pushed up, presented, and the, the hook. The kick on the right, the big hook to the top of yep. the square. We saw that last week with Harry, actually, which was great. Um, but that stuff's hard to defend, and I just don't think we made it hard for them to defend as the game wore on. And whether that's – I'm not putting that all on the players, but I'd like to see a little bit of growth in the playing group to kind of go, we don't need a directive from the coach's box to know this isn't working, what we're trying to do is not working. Let's figure it out ourselves. Let's show a bit of leadership and, you know um, – uh, what's the word? Some initiative. Yeah, um, that's what good teams do. Yeah, and then last, well, there's, there's no, there's no Sam Doherty. Yeah, there's no Sam Doherty forward of center. Well, Jack, do Jack should almost take that role on. To be honest, um, this is the last one. We mentioned the crowd earlier. Big, big, big chicken salad was the crowd phenomenal, but deserves a proper shout out. And if you're not doing it, like Fab doesn't, come and support this team. Because for the first time in 10 years, this is a Carlton team worth going to watch. It's worth watching. Yeah. This is a f- the first time in a long time this is a Carlton team worth getting out and going to watch and being a part of this movement and the crowd and the roar of the crowd. As frustrating as elements of yesterday's game was and as much of the final siren being a relief, um, we're winning games of football that we should be winning. We're walking to games confident of winning. That's not a luxury we've had. And also, a big shout-out to the cheer squad for bringing the bananas back. We did see the bananas, and did you get the message from Jay? No. I think he tweeted it to you. 
Oh, there you go. Yep. We get um, a lot of tweets. I might have missed it. But shout stop out. moving on that chair. Shout out to the. Well, I can't help that your chairs, much it's like a wooden chair, your stop attitude, trying to lean back on it. Are disgusting. <laughs> did, anyway, did you like Lockie O'Brien's kick inside fifty in the second quarter that Charlie Curnow marked? I like pretty much every kick that Lockie O'Brien hits that finds its target because a bunch of people then don't tweet me. (laughs) Well, I just thought... The bloke can't seriously... If he misses a target, I don't give a shit. I saw it. You don't have to tweet me every time he misses a kick the fucking two or three times he does and go, see, see, because I'll tweet you when he hits one. Well, I'll tell if you, you what. If you want to play this game. And it's not like you to be petty. But it's like, seriously, guys. He's like, people carry on like, he's Robinson Crusoe. I said it properly there, just to see if anyone caught it. David Caruso. Every time he misses a kick, like no one else out on the field is missing a kick. Yeah. And it's just a joke. What we're there for is the one you're speaking about, which a handful of players on the field can hit. When are we in getting to Zach Williams? Every player on the field can Chicken miss shits. a kick. But no, no, Lockie's. Bubbling along okay. I think he's, he is. he's bubbling along all right. It's good to see. I'm not going to lie to you. Does anyone else have a chicken salad? You meant to talk, so that would bleed in. I get you guys. Whatever. Now this is a banger. Absolutely. This. An absolutely underrated '90s karaoke banger. This is Noel, isn't it? I think it's their best song. It's Noel. Is this "Don't Look Back at Anger"? Cracker. What a, what a tune. You going to go for it? No, you're not going to go for it? I wouldn't mind being proved wrong, but I reckon it's Noel, not Liam, leading. Well, Noel wrote it. And I reckon he sings it too. Molinas will tell me tomorrow. You going right. to go for it, Timbo? You going to give it some? You're not? I can't see it. So I'm, I'm going to go one out at one. Do it. On the karaoke banger. Come on, Sean. Do I know the words? I think I know the words. Best part about karaoke is fucking up the words. So Sally can wait. She knows it's too late as we're walking on by. You gotta do that Manchester twang. So slides away. But don't look back in anger. I heard you say. Good song. Very good song. That's the classic. Very, very good album. Great album. What's the story, Morning Glory? That's the. Uh, What's the story? Yeah. Brackets. Yeah. <laughs> That's the um, the quintessential, like, rural Britannia karaoke song. Yep. Mid 90s. And I just think, I can't remember, I watched it, it was a doco or something about Euro 96. And they had this thing where it was just this unbelievable cultural sort of happening. And there were like um, like fans were talking about it and they were just like, they were getting all misty-eyed about it. It was the 20th anniversary or something. And they were like, it was truly, it was just the best summer. England were not a bad team. We were, Wembley was heaving. said so Oasis, like it was, um, they had football's coming home. They had the song. And this guy goes, it was just, I think he said he was like 20 years old or something. The Dylan Skinner. And he goes... He goes, you yes. think back at it now and you go like, and this is what, like you guys are probably more so than me. I was only seven in 95, but you kind of, you do peg formative moments of your life against when your team is good. You do. And you remember, this guy goes, oh, I remember, you know, one of my favourite stories of all time is the young guy, I think he was 20 or something, 
when United won the league for the first time in 93. What are you doing? It Tim? is going to break. No, nah, it's been like that for years, Tim. Come on. I've been, I've been keeping a track of this chair for a long time. That's been you. coming apart for years. Um, and I hope that Carlton fans have this as well because we've lost that feeling for 20 years. Someone told this beautiful story about how, um, I don't know who United played, but it was 93 and they'd fritted the league away the year before the last first division title. And he said, I'll remember it to my dying days. He was 21. And they scored. It wasn't the Sheffield Wednesday game. might have been the game after that. And he goes, they scored. And I remember my next-door neighbour was a a pastor. He goes, and he went ballistic. He he went absolutely ballistic. We're all watching the game. He goes, because we hadn't won the title. We hadn't won for 26 years. He goes, and this guy was like, I think he was 25 when they last won. Yeah. And it was this moment of just fucking euphoria. And you go, I hope that that's what's coming for us. Mm. And that, and you remember, we have fun the with the The reward will be sweet. I know you don't want to go through that heartache. But we have the silly fun with the songs, you know, the 90s stuff as a bit of a laugh. But it's, it's as silly as it sounds. When, when Carlton are next really good again and when we next win a flag again, you will remember what was the song on the radio. And that's what, why what I was always, the movie. What was the movie of Batman the Batman Forever. Look, I said it last week, you know, Spin Doctors, you know, Two Princes, you know, Seals Kiss From Her. I remember these songs playing on the radio when mum driving me to the club shop to buy grand final merchandise. And I, rem- I bought my Andrew Cooter Young Guns t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, and I feel sorry for you. Like, how old were you in 95? Seven. So seven. Like, people... Like you know, Terry's spoken to us. Like he's like he doesn't know, yeah, what it was like. Like Timbo, oh, the, Timbo, oh, Nan took me to the grand final parade. Timbo and I were in high school. We went to training. So it, it feels I was, I was nineteen. I was in uni. Uni. So you know what I mean? It's just you're like redheads or whatever it was called. I was. <laughs> it's um, yeah, you, you do it, and it gives you that. So hopefully, you know, this pain actually makes it even more sweeter when it happens. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, chicken shits. Now, we, we don't want to go over it too much, but just didn't adjust, you know, the most frustrating part of the afternoon. We spoke about it, you know, manning off on CJ a little bit and, and making him a bit more accountable and stopping his run. Because if you stop his run out of halfback... You can run all day, though, can't they you? Can, they just grind to a halt. So to not be able to do that was really frustrating. Going to give him some credit, that He can run all day. He's beautiful, isn't he? Yeah, yeah absolutely. But make it a bit harder than we did. There was one time we kicked it to him for some reason. But like recognize, early on, recognize what he's there to do, what yeah. he does well, and take it away from him. Yeah, yep. correct. Or at um, least make it hard for him. Hundred percent. Mm. And then we don't want to. We spoke about that a bit. And then lastly, on on just the didn't adjust thing, the thing that struck me as I sat there, I might have mentioned it earlier in the show, was this mob don't fear us. They still don't respect us. Yeah. We were forty-one yeah. points up, and they still don't respect us. And you're going, come on. We put 41 points on them in 40 minutes yep. and they still weren't worried. Yeah. And you went, no, no. That becomes 60 and it becomes 80 and it stops when the siren goes. Yeah. Yep. See, I have that and I'm disappointed we didn't do it against Hawthorne, but the Giants are the same. The Giant, I think Hawthorne and the Giants are the two sides that actually hurt us properly every single time they played us. We still have the, the ghosts of that game at Optus. When we got out to a six-goal lead and then lost by seven, and you just went, "Jesus Christ!" Mm. Um, fitness, Fabaganoush. We looked really leggy late. Our big concern coming off a ten-day break was, as far as I mean, 
I'm not sure why we were we were out of gas a long way from the finish line as well. It Tim, wasn't Timbo like, will say a training block. No, but um, it was a bit frustrating. It could be that we didn't manage the ten day break properly because they would have been given a rest somewhere in that, and maybe we just looked a bit off. We couldn't get kick-started once we kind of stopped. No, for me, there was no excuse to be as leggy as we were. I just thought it was it was a bit disappointing to, to not have run the game out. You know, they we had two days more than they did. And, and to be have them running on top of the ground, and particularly when at the twos, Carlton's reserves finished well on top of the ground. They kicked nine goals to one yeah. in the last quarter. You're sort of going, well, those seniors, or the senior listed players are training with the boys that were at the MCG. Mm. You're sort of going, what was the deal there? So that to me was just a frustrating element of yesterday where you went, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be sucking in the big ones off a like we were off a ten day break. Absolutely. How's Jesse putting pressure on uh Owies and Durden? He's kicked four again. He kicked, four, he kicked isn't an it? unbelievable one of them was fucking ridiculous. He just sort of jogged through fifty and just put it through. He just went good. Yeah, but Daniel Motlop could do that too. It was very good. He was freakishly good when he wanted to be. He's a good size, so he's very solid. Yeah. At the moment, you da- Daniel better. was the same. Yeah. Um, Paddy Dow was Daniel's really very solid at the moment. He's <laughs> too solid, I think one would say. <laughs> Maybe actually he's a bit soft, but um, Paddy Dow was probably the standout from the twos. Just FYI. So it was a good thirty and two, was it? Well, he had fifteen clearances. Yeah, well, he touched the ball thirty times. Every other one was a clearance. Yeah. Pretty good going, isn't and it? And then he kicked two goals. One of them was a beauty. Um, you can see it online. He's not needed at the moment, the but it's good that he's. You want when we eventually get injuries or, or form issues, we need that next player to be in form. Well, he's putting pressure on whoever's Absolutely. in there at the moment. Yep. Um, a couple of individuals, Fab. Now you've gone Zach Fisher a couple times today. Um, <laughs> You're just going to delay this Zach Williams one. <laughs> Zach Williams had, and I hate doing this. We've been. We've had this conversation in the past with regards to different efforts. I, I would be petrified out there. I would be as frightened as anyone has ever been on a football field. Yeah. But there were a couple of moments, one in particular that cost us a goal from Zach Williams, which needs to be scrutinised, and I hope it will be. But it was uncontested, Sean. That makes it worse. No, no, no. no. Well, it depends on what his mates are saying to him. Because if his mates are saying... <laughs> You clear, just take the mark. You know, you, yeah, you got to go hard, but you've just got to. All he had to do was execute. And and what about we're the, talking the one on the members' wing. What about yeah, the one yeah. where the ball like bounced up a bit, and he kind of you got to jump up and get your hands to this mate. Well, there was the one that I'm talking about is the missed mark. The missed mark yeah. was not good. It wasn't good, but and I then just, the one after that was not good as well. Yeah, he yeah. probably look. In real, like I said, we'd we'd probably all do the same. We'd. He probably just didn't know if anyone was around him. No, but that's mate, I'm, I'm when, 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 you, when you know when nah, you know what's on. coming, it's kind of come on. I'm over no, no, making excuses for that. That's, that's I've got more of an issue. Look, yeah, when it's time to go, it's, it's time. not even that it's time to go. It's that stand in the hole. You take the uncontested mark. You shut the door, mm-hmm. and we go forward. I was told you, you ducked your head. It wasn't good, and we copped the goal for it. I was told that Zach Williams was a good exponent of, of you know of kicking. Is he? That's number one. Number two, there's times where he had the over-the-top handball, the next link in the chain, ignored it and kicked it 50 metres. Yep. I have... I'll preface this by saying I've always been a really, really big Zach Williams fan 
and not Josh Battlebig, but no, this not, is I mean, not true. to the level this of is true. not to the level of the finest key defender in the game at the moment, Josh Battle. <laughs> but um, what what I always found was synonymous with Williams is he he could win the ball when it was on the ground and he he absolutely burst and he'd, he'd invariably give the ball and he'd get it back and then he'd pump the ball long. My fear is sometimes when he's really pushed it long, he's not necessarily hitting a target or kicking it to an absolute spot, but because he's moving the ball so quick and he's breaking lines, he's just creating opportunity and uncertainty at the back and other players make the play look better. Might be a Jeremy Cameron, might be a Jeremy you know Finlayson or whatever else. You know who we and he missed yesterday? Adam Saad. Adam Saad. Crazily. And, and I think because cause if he's doing the attack and the run... Sard's and the then one gives who releases the ball, Williams. Well, and vice versa, if Sard's the guy that's then kicking and hitting the target, he just doesn't miss. So, um, so, and and I think Mitch McGovern is a very good exponent on the of the run off and create as well, and the attacking kick, and maybe having both of them out of their defensive attack was yeah was, but but certainly not Zach, available Zach Williams us. walked off the ground with his hands on his head as he went down the 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 race, and I reckon he knows he had a bit of a stinker and. And and in, in similar to when we lose by a point in a game where we should have won by more, it's good to get the win and then be able to go through the process of what do you take out of it, what do you learn from it, and if if in in inverted commas failing, we can identify areas where we can improve and get better because of it, and take the four points along the way. You never say it, well it's. It's not the loss you had to have because we didn't lose, but it just might be a step in the journey that we can actually use as a really strong positive. When the initial thought was, oh, "God, I, I suppose you I, get away." We, we should be better. You get away with one. You could have just as easily lost it. You don't. You always want the four points at any cost. Correct. But when you win, it's a bit easier to go hard on a review as a cautionary tale. But I still think we just have to be ruthless. If, if if our demands of what we think that we can be are what we think it should be, then the way that you review that game is you've got to be able to say, this is your opportunity, this is your room for improvement, do this more, you know, keep doing that, whatever it happens to be, and, and ensure that the demands are there on making sure that we're elite all of the time. Because we can be better than that. 100%. And then answers on a postcard, can we play the three talls forward? Yes, or would we be better with a medium-sized option to balance that out? Well, you've got three tools and the medium in jack. You've got two mediums, got both jacks. And then the smalls. So one of them That's is not true. on the ground necessarily. But well, the million-dollar question would I be pit nets back and does he play or was that potentially a, a more serious injury or was it just at that moment he couldn't play so he came off as medically unable to compete. Because the encouraging thing is Jack Martin obviously doesn't play, he'll be back sooner rather than later in the mix. And then you've got Jesse Motlop started the season really well at twos level. Yep. So I like us better with two bigs, two mediums and two smalls. You like that balance? Because Jack Martin and Jack Silvani can take marks. That they, they can play taller. The issue then is obviously just what does it do to the ruck? Yeah. That's and that's why thing, if yeah. Pitnet's out you can ruck to De Conning and it makes you smaller in the forward line, well, gets Fab you a would better be happy balance. Because Fab thinks he's Justin Madden. So <laughs> you'd be Who? excited about that, TDK. I, I criticised him this way. I thought he had an absolute stinker on the weekend. Yeah, he wasn't great. Um, that's it for the chicken shits. The SI Morale, uh, SI Morales Memorial Buster Nut Trophy now is taking nominees. Ah, oh, Sam Doherty. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. 
Gave it all for four quarters. Busted a nut. Yeah. I reckon it's George Hewitt. I was going to say, and it could be George Hewitt. When the whips were when we needed when we needed him, he was there. He was, yeah. And and they were different games, weren't they? It was it was about strength and leadership. The couple of the marks he took coming over the back, um, Doherty was really really good. But in when it was you know when we were really grafting and it was hot in the middle, Hewitt was very very good. So what does Sauce need to do, Sean, to, for you to give him a vote? Well, you're, so you're still yet to give him a vote. No, that's not true. So you go. You give him votes too readily. I'm probably on the opposite side of that. You're like you're not much better than Tim with Harry Mackay <laughs> with Jack. With Jack, Jack's all right. Votes. Yeah, yesterday, I'm, yesterday I'm was a vote. Vote. No, 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 yesterday he was really, really good, and he was very close to a vote. That, that one on out. two mark in the goal square. Yeah, you squeezed that out. That was exceptional. And I, I fully recognise Jack Silvati's importance to the team. But you, you do give him bulk votes. When he's maybe on the periphery, you do sneak him in here and there. Perhaps I do so knowing that you're going to stiff him. <laughs> you're the voice of reason. No, I think it's got something to do with the last name, but it ends in a vowel. That's my that's my speculation. George Huetti. You've got mail. <laughs> exactly right. If if George if George was from you know Piedmont there or Calabrese or whatever, Fab wouldn't be able to get enough of him. He'd be stroking himself right now. Am I wrong? You're very wrong. Please. To, to me, culture doesn't bring anything into performance. Does it? You've got mail. <laughs> it's Tim and I eyeballing each other going... Push the button again. I don't need to. Push it. No. That's what he's got me for. Uh, Ash Gallagher, are you more comfortable with what is happening at the twos level following your commentary about how the program is managed? Does yeah, feel sure. like both teams have been transformed. After so, shit-canning the reserves, Sean, how do you feel now? Yeah, so my commentary about the reserves was, just for context's sake, for anyone who didn't hear it, was that our recruiting to support our AFL-listed talent had not been up to snuff for a long, long time, which was borne out by the fact that they haven't made the eight in ten years at seconds level, despite us regenerating the list with really good top-tier drafted talent. Um, yesterday's game, which I saw the second half of, Again, I mean, you look at it, we actually should have bought the stats with me, to be honest. I was going to. But Paddy Dow was unbelievable. Um, Motlop's running around. He kicks four. Um, Brody Kemp's playing well. Stocker's coming back from injury. Um, You've got Jack Nunes out there, who's a really solid AFL footballer playing at that level. And you're sort of going, well, this is what we need. Ed play? Uh, Ed's got a name. No, no, yes. Uh, Um, Did Alex Murkov show out? So, again, so this is the thing. So, Box Hill is a bit of context. So, Hawthorne... Their ruck situation, obviously losing McAvoy and Max Lynch, both injured, unavailable. So the one from Collingwood, Max Lynch. Lynch. Max Lynch. So okay. Ned Reeves is obviously number Played one ruck for Hawthorne at the moment. Boxhill don't have a ruckman. Wow. Well, and I'm not saying Kaczynski was rucking a bit yesterday. Young key post guy James Blank was rucking a bit yesterday. Murkoff finishes plus 54 hitouts. I was going to say he would add 85 hitouts. So yeah. from that, you're going well. Boxer were one point up at three-quarter time. Carlton, superb in the last quarter, finished all over the top of us. Played really well. Us. Yeah, us. Us. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't give two squirts a piss if the Carlton twos win. Um, you should. So, no, look, there's obviously been a transformation of the program which reflects that which is taking place at all levels of the club, which is what needed to happen. And whether or not... I mean, they've won their first two games. I think they beat Brisbane by 40-odd. They beat Box Hill by 46 yesterday. Um 
So when you've got a relatively healthy-ish list and you've got a good representation of AFL-listed players, you should be winning games. Really competitive, yeah. Um, which we haven't been in the past. Uh, Christian uh, Chapcoon, is our style sustainable for the entire season or will the combative nature take its toll on our mids? No. Can't, I, can't play like yesterday um, for the entire season, but... I think there's something that is sustaining about the way that midfield group are playing because they're getting really good individual and collective reward. There's a breadth of effort that I think you can see is sustainable, um, but we didn't run well at times in the third and fourth quarter when we probably possibly could have and should have been. So I think that's worthwhile um, being aware of. However, in September... It does get harder and winning the ball is tougher. It's more contested and I think that throws itself more to our style. So that side of it I'm not so worried about. But Just got to um, get there, Timbo. you just got to get there. But uh, 3-0 is a bloody good way of um, giving yourself a shot. Absolutely. Daniel, uh, kicker one, good listener of the pod. Some love for Walsh's last quarter. Watching the replay, the commentator said he needed a big last quarter. Delivered with 11 touches and pure gut running. Nomination for the Buster Nut Award, retrospectively. Um, look, oh, Walsh, he just still looks a tiny bit proppy to me. He just doesn't quite look like he's gliding across the ground no. as we've known him to, um, which is not a knock. It's he, he could be two months away from his best footy. And that's it. And, 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 and him and, it, but him at 90%. He's great. He's yeah. better than the alternatives at 100%. And, yeah. and, and he is still taking his turns inside, yep. Yep. but on balance, he's certainly playing a lot more outside so far this year than he has been previously. And because of the addition of um, Hewitt and Chera, that's something that we have in our armoury to be able to do, and we're so much better for it. And we're not needing Sam Walsh to be a star of the game right now. So... Whatever he needs to do to continue to get through, he'll still have the polish we need when we need it. Um, he's a real luxury footy player at the moment. I, Absolutely. I, I love it. Uh, Mick has got in touch. Inside 50 delivery after quarter time was the difference. Also, don't discount the Hawks taking the game on through the corridor. Dangerous way to play, but effective. We would have lost that game in the last five years. And yeah, look, we sort of covered all that off a bit earlier, and I think that's, that's what's frustrating is the Hawks were able to enjoy so much joy going route one, yeah, yep. and you're sort of going, that should be the easiest part of the ground to, to defend. defend. Yeah. And we sort of were a bit haphazard at doing well, that. We, did, we didn't make it hard for them, and therefore we didn't put it in their mind to say, come on, go go for it again. Which is what we've done really which, well to this point of the season. Yeah. Which was a little bit annoying. But we also knew to lock that down when we played the Bulldogs, and we were really making sure that we were pushing them wide, making them overuse it, and... As a result, the ball came in the forward line a lot slower. It might have been like Hawthorne had nothing to lose and said, "Let's let's take the risk," and and it came out off often enough. Uh, shout out to Jay. Jay's got in touch. Jay Hyatt. Great to sit with Dr. Davis in our Woo-hoo. seats for the first time for two years. Yesterday, Motlop starting to gently knock down the door on his VFL form. Do you think he gets a run soon? Um, oh, I mean, look, if he kicks four goals again this week, then he's making it. I think always, always and Jordan are putting on the pressure. Yeah, they're, but they're not, they're not doing a lot wrong, are they? No, no, they're not. But he's he's making it a conversation, perhaps Absolutely. sooner than we would have thought, which is great. So look, fingers crossed, the young guy can continue to build because his his start to the season's been really positive. Yep, um, and that's all you can ask from him. And and I, and I reckon if you turned around, and you said to him, Matt Owies, and you said, Matt, you are doing <coughs> a stellar job, <coughs> fantastic job, um, but we're going to give you a, 
uh, a week's rest in the twos this week, or a week off, depending on how they're going with loads and all that sort of stuff, and Jesse's going to debut. I think at the moment, the one Motlop probably comes in for is Jack Martin. Well, I mean, he played, he played, would you play three? He played 90 smalls. seconds. No, but I mean, in terms of balance on the team, just yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Um, the LMC got in touch with us again. Great. Fab had a go at him last week for his North Macedonia stuff. We all know that no, no. geographically, we know what the situation is with North Macedonia. You didn't have to, you know... Didn't have a go in any way. little one of our listeners. You, you and the LMC, right, <clears throat> had a go at me, tried to have a gag at my expense, and I wasn't having it. Because yeah, Italy, the worst major champion since Greece. Um, question how for many Fab world, How many World Doctor, Cups has uh, England won, Sean? One. Uh, massive. And how many since, have, since then? How many have Italy won without cheating? Four. Who knows? Um... Question for Fab and Dr. Tim. Have you supported Sean following the destruction yesterday of the Box Hill Hawks by the powerhouse outfit that is the Carlton Seconds? No, I'm well-placed about that result. Carlton were far, far too strong. Good. And just, I mean, like I said, we were pointed out at three-quarter time. We were. sort of going, okay, it's interesting. And, um, yeah, the Carlton guys were just fantastic in the last quarter. Ran away with I, the game. I, I heard a rumour that the reason Box Hill didn't run out the last quarter too well is because they're... The media guys weren't there. I was there. Doubt it. I was there. That's how I first-hand... I've got the stats. I've got the stat sheet from the box. Um, what are we looking at? It was at? like a movie. Sean rocked up at halftime. We can do it. I'm here, lads. Mm. Well, we, well, in fairness, we were three goals down, and they turned in front, so maybe I was exactly what they were looking for, you know, to just quote just the great man Lionel Richie. Just a short-term uh, fix. Yeah, they saw me and got a lift. Um, so Where are we? Yeah. <laughs> and then they saw me at the huddle at three-quarter time and went, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Gezim got in touch. Still need to learn that killer instinct when we had him where we want him. 100%. We spoke about that earlier. Um, yeah, they're, they're a team that's ripe for the taking. We need to start putting them away. Uh, June, Junior's got in touch. The Big Oose. Uh, 90s bangers, Venga boys. We like to party. Oh, One of my favourite. Very good suggestion. Oh, we're going to Ibiza. Yeah. Ibiza. We're going to eat pizza. I reckon I'd draw the line at <laughs> no, no, in, no. in that wheelhouse. I reckon I'd draw the line at Aqua. Boom, 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 boom. By the Venga, the Venga boys. boys. As well, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, what about two times by Anne Lee? That's on the Spotify playlist. They just keep adding songs really? to yeah, Against no, My no, Will. I, I hated that song. <laughs> what about <laughs> Don't Call Me Baby by Madison Avenue? Good one. Yeah, I hated that song then. I still do now. I can. I can. There's a lot of 90s bangers. Um, Michael Manzi would love a discussion on Paddy Dow and where he's at with his footy, where do you see his future? Um, personally, I see him requesting a trade to Richmond at the end of the year. Yeah, I could see that. Yep. And particularly if he doesn't squeeze in or get he's, a look. He's out of contract, isn't he? I think so. Yes, he is. But look, he's, he's, he's doing... He's had 30 for the first two weeks at seconds level. He's kicked some goals. Um, I just hope that they're communicating to him clearly enough about what he needs to do because from reports, that's something that we were not doing in years gone by with players that were on the fringe. you just got to make it clear, what are you got to do to get back in the team? Set some parameters, and if he's doing them, you'll get back in. And we manage bodies throughout the year, and if some blokes get a rest one week because it's the best thing for the football club, that- and the Paddy Dows of the world play more as a result of it, no no issues whatsoever. Uh Gav, 3-0 and we're not even close to peaking. Yesterday's win wasn't pretty, but come the end of the year, we'll look back and be happy we got the four points. Yep. Sean, Sean yeah. won't be. 
Oh, sorry that my... This is the man that lost his rag. Remember that about the North Melbourne game up at the Gabba, Timbo? Oh, yeah. Fab completely lost the plot because he maintains that his North Melbourne supporting friend, Goz, doesn't needle him about North. It's got but nothing to do with Goz. he completely lost the plot. It's got nothing to do he with Goz. He completely Gozza. lost the plot that Shout day. Shout out to Gozza. Ah, what else have we got? Uh, voted, Ryan, voted against the merge. Ryan, who? Gozza. And now he's relocating... Well, it's not relocate. He's, he's going back to the Gold Coast. He was from Gold Coast, yeah. And he's, he, I said, you could have been watching your team week in, week out. But it wasn't like the they lost by a vote, though, just quietly. Well, there's only, what, five members? Well, this is true. Just potentially <laughs> Three, decisive. Two. I think James Brayshaw rang in personally and said, we need your vote. <laughs> Where do you stand, guys? Um, Ryan Perkins. Goz rang, uh, rang James Brayshaw once and said, uh, what time are we playing this week? James Brayshaw said, well, when are you available, guys? Yeah. <laughs> North Melbourne gas. He loves reheating some old gas. Favaganoush. What have we got here? Sorry. Ryan Perkins. One, is it weird to feel disappointed after a win? I was relieved, but a bit flat. Do we persist with TDK over time for a spell? And three, Corey Durden is a jet and a great pickup. He is, of course, Timbo. The find. The find. Um, Yeah, look, I think (laughs) I am a bit disappointed ultimately with the performance. We've been over that. And I think that's fair because... We, we want to be playing better football than we did for two and a half quarters. <coughs> Between the chair and your coughing tonight... I've coughed twice. I've coughed twice. Seriously? I've coughed, in I've coughed, him... I've coughed twice in two and a half years, and you're on me like, Far what's around. going on? And I'm not allowed to touch my, my headset because, oh... You just touched it then and we're really loud. <laughs> it wasn't that loud. You, Tim, you, when you, it was pretty loud. When you, when you listen back to this, all you'll hear is that the wood... Of the legs slowly, slowly breaking. Well, that speaks to the shit quality of this chair and the fact that it's been like this for years and you haven't replaced it. You stole a whole bunch of other furniture from the office. I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> steal another chair. You didn't steal the chairs. The chairs are in the office. Um, Corey Jordan is playing well. We spoke about TDK. It's a balanced thing. Jordan. I, I think, Jordan. He, I think he holds on at the moment. Um, we want to go for one more. Uh Paolo, your mate. It's Paolo. Paolo. How many Corolette Panini did Fabiano down during the game? Well, I was going to down. I, I was going to down a couple of them, but we kind of stopped scoring goals after the first. So I, I didn't know whether it was Mason wearing my hat that gave us the juju, or whether it was the Cotoletti. So I, I kind of stopped. I half blame the Cotoletti. They were nice though. They, they veal? No. I, I, the I'm, younger the animal, the better. When it comes no, to to me, to me, there's only one. Don't type, let them form any one type of cotoletta, and that's chicken. Okay, yeah. chicken schnitzel oh. is incredibly maligned. Everyone likes chicken schnitzel, but the fact that there are so many like beef or veal, whatever, just go no chicken, chicken all the time. Yeah, no, no, there's no such all thing. All the time, chicken as as like veal cotoletta for me. It's always chicken. Uh, and then lastly, Jade, if Pito goes down, do we bring in Murkov or do we use TDK and Jack? Murkov's not ready at the moment. He's still very... What's their ruck situation, the Gold Coast? Wits. Jared Wits. He's still very... He's still very. Oh, that's right. He didn't play last year and the poor kid had, he cramped in his groin. He yeah. couldn't move. Now, look, um, Murkov is still very raw. He's still very skinny. Um, he just needs this whole season at VFL level, to Absolutely. be honest. We've re-signed him, which is a, a vote of confidence in his development, which is great. Um, but he's just a, a, a stick on the back burner and watch grow. And and Durden was the other guy. Put him a, put, too, give, him a, give him a gym program. 
and just having chicken fillet. What is it, Timber? Chicken fillet drip. Yep. Just that's what he needs. The Chris Bryan special. So is he the terrible guy that played for us? He was the Frankston Ruckman who had that massive left leg. But I don't know if it was massive. I think he just used to kick it really high. I don't think he kicked it far. <laughs> he played for Collingwood too. Didn't and then didn't he try no, to get punting yeah. a go? Yeah, I think he. I think he had a crack at it. Yeah, he. I, I think he was a bit of a misnomer. I don't reckon he kicked the ball far. You reckon it was more? But it went real high. It's like Matthew Watson wasn't tall. Yeah, it's a giant head. head. <laughs> um, excellent. Thank you to everyone for writing in your mail. How were your thighs, Sean? Saw you cramp up in the last quarter at the G on Saturday night. You know, my thighs. Yeah. Steel side bottom. Yeah. Did you see him when he? No, I, I didn't see. He him, was getting though. his. He was getting his thighs worked on, and he was in pain. He must have been. Like really badly cramped, and then he's come back on and he's marked the ball at uh, defensive fifty, <laughs> and he's looking for someone to run past the handball because he couldn't kick, he couldn't move, he couldn't do anything. A lot of players are cramping. I've noticed. There's a lot of this. they run a lot. They run hard. They do. Yeah. I mean, we know that. And it's still only round three. It's it's very early in the season. And once upon a time, you used to play three and four pre-season matches before you'd play round one, and round one you were still cramping. So three rounds in. Okay. Still early days. Excellent. Thank you to everyone for writing in the mailbox questions. It's great. Um, Prenda DJ this week. Uh, we're going to need you, if you want to guess the theme, or if you want to guess what the, the nod or the tip of the hat is with Prenda DJ, can you hashtag Prenda DJ? Hashtag P-R-E-N-D-E-R DJ. It just makes it easier. Like when people are sending just a random tweet, you can kind of get, they get lost. Yeah, um, So hashtag printer DJ if you want to guess the theme uh, of the song and we'll give you a shout out if you are correct. Um, that does us. So what was it last week? Yeah, I can't remember if anyone got it right because we get a lot of tweets. And I was just, it another one bites the dust? Well, that was a more obvious one. but mm. like um, The Teddy Brewski. The Teddy Brewski special. I don't know if everyone, anyone or not everyone would have seen it, but the Tom Brady documentaries, the season that they went 16-0 and 0 mm. and lost the Super Bowl. And Brewski was telling the story that once they got to like week four or five, they kind of knew that they were on a roll and they'd get in the room and whatever and Brewski would just put another one, bites the dust on. Like just randomly just start cranking it. I love it. And, it's a and it was, played after, it was played after every win and they get to the Super Bowl and lose. Brilliant. <laughs> Probably the best team of all time. Oh, the All Blacks are better. The who? The All Blacks. How are they going the Super Bowl, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? If we, you talk, the 85 Bears, Sean. Yeah, exactly right. What about the Dolphins? The Dolphins that never lost. <laughs> the Dolphins. Uh, excellent. So, Prenda DJ, if you know this week's song, uh, Tim Davis, Dr. Davis. Always a pleasure, Sean. Always a pleasure. And what about you? I'm still deciding whether I cut out that first 18 minutes, Fab. Arrivederci, ragazzi. It's been nice. And are we going to Mings? Yeah. Yes. Woohoo! Have you signed off? Yes. Goodbye.